0: Here on jretradio.com, we have a, with us in the studio Harav Nissen, which is a pleasure to have him, as usual. And, Merz we're going to have a great time. Looking forward to you taking your questions or comments about subjects in the mental health field. With Siata Deshmaya, we'll be able to help you. And just as a reminder, this program is really for awareness. We're not here to actual diagnose or to make any assumptions that we are changing or doing something. We're giving awareness, and with awareness and Siata Deshmaya, we can get something. The number to call and to ask your question or comment is 718-683-5850, 718-683-5858. So looking forward to taking your questions or comments and to text in, which will come after, always so we will take calls first. The text in the number is 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. I would start discussing a moment of a concept that I was sharing this week on the phone line, uh, a therapeutic concept. The therapeutic concept is called attachment theory. And it's interesting, since I started discussing that, I got so many panic messages that I even addressed it today. Attachment theory, Nissen, is a very simple concept. It's saying that if a kid has a mother or a father that's close to, right, they take a step, they see the mother, they hug them, then they walk two steps away, they look back, they see the mother, they might take two more steps, they come running back. They feel the hug, the safe, they go more steps away. Attachment theory is that if someone has a healthy attachment with their parents, then they're able, or with their safety place, they're able to go further and experiment and do search. But what happens if a kid doesn't feel they have any closement or any attachment to their parents? They're always unsure and they're always insecure. The guy that made it, his name is Dr. John Bowlby, and he was born like in 1907, and he says in England at those times, he's from England, he said you only had a connection with your parents, with your mother, one hour a day after tea time. Be- the rest of the time you had a nanny that raised you. And he says that about six years old, the nanny left, and to him it was equivalent to a death of a parent. And he did a lot of studies, unfortunately, on the Kinder transports when parents, when kids, you know, during the war had to be sent away. And what he finds is that many times there are many shalom You know, there are people that can't connect to their marriage and to along those lines. It's because they are missing. That attachment, they didn't have that love, the security as a kid. That theory is a great theory, and it happens to have a lot of truth to it. What I've been getting was so much, so many cases where people are going, is that why my son can't, my husband or wives can't use words of connection? Why they can't feel? Is this the reason? And what I explained today is, let's take a step back. There's so many other reasons. There could be trauma. There could just be no chinuch. There could be they don't have, their nature isn't that they need that important. There could be many different reasons why they're not having that, why they're not getting that. And therefore, what we want to recognize is it's just one of the theories that I'll sharing for us to understand the importance that kids need to feel safe. And one of the places where we see it is when someone goes to camp and if kids do not feel safe being in camp, like leaving the parents, then it can be. One of the issues that say they don't feel safe at home. Now, along those lines, it's normal the day or two or week not to feel safe in camp because that's a change. That's a new place. And I got many times one of the mothers, even though I said it three times, and I clarified that when you send kids to playgroup, they're going to cry the first week or two and even the first hour when you drop them off. But after that, if they have a healthy attachment with their parent, they're comfortable and being on their own. The number to call in with your question or comment is 718-683-5858. That's seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. We'll take just a question or two that we have over here on the Lakewood scoop, and this is a traumatic one. What do I tell my mature eight-year-old when he asks why me regarding his brain tumor? Wow, and this is a real child. I feel we need to really ask Arav. This is heavy. However, I'll give it from a psychological point of view, and that's instead of what we tell the kid, if Chas when I have kids that come in with heavy diagnosis, part of what I ask them is, what's the pain to you of having a brain tumor? Does that mean you're different? Does that mean you don't have friends? Does that mean surgery is painful? Does that mean the chemo is painful? Does that mean you're Chas they're losing their hair? What does it mean? That's this big fear when the person says brain tumor. And we work on helping the person process those emotions and even see if there's some strength that they can have within themselves. So instead of saying, what do we tell the why me? We first need to understand what's the why me? What's the component? And when we break that down, we're able to then deal with it. Sometimes when I work with kids that have those issues, is just knowing they could get a bracha from a tzaddik or able to call someone and they get a bracha, and gives them that feeling and that ease. But the question is a very heavy one to ask. All right, Harvin, who do we have on the line? We'll take that in a moment. Let's take the second question. Thank you for enlightening show. You've said many times that you're not a rav, but I still would like to ask you, is there ever a time or situation in which you tell someone that they can, should, or must have nothing to do with their parents? My problem isn't huge. But emotionally, I can't handle all they are sending my way. Would I always be told, work on yourself, or would cutting off ever be an answer? That's an interesting question. Would I ever tell someone, disconnect from parents? First thing we need to do is we need to speak to a Rav, as I tell you. As you knew, I would say that we need to speak to a Rav and make sure that you're allowed to disconnect. Many times a Rav will teach you how to connect. Many times a Rav will tell you what are certain parameters where you can disconnect. However, I'd like to give you a little waiver over here with your disconnecting question. And the disconnecting question goes as follows. Are you in therapy before you're disconnecting? Have you worked on yourself before you are disconnecting? Are you in the process and trying different techniques, not on your own, but with your guidance where you're working, where you're in therapy? If not, if you're not in therapy, you're not growing, you're not facing your issues, you're not seeing your part in the component. And the absolute answer is, I don't know if you, I would then definitely not tell you to disconnect. Yes, I would tell you, don't disconnect until you start working on your issues. When you work on your issues, you take responsibility. There are huge changes at that time. So, okay. So let's go ahead and take a couple of callers that we see we have missing. All right, we've got Javi. You're on with Mordechai. Oops, let's get the speaker on. Just Sorry, just repeat it one time. I'm not hearing you here in the studio. Javi, Javi. Hello, Javi, are you with us? Whoops. Hello. Yes. Yeah, hi.
1: I'm not calling about a question. I just wanted to like leave a comment.
0: Please, go ahead. Let's I hear I mean, it. a
1: comment or an awareness.
0: Great. I take, uh, comment. should... I take uh, comments all... and awareness.
1: We should all feel very... Um, we make aware of everyone. We should all feel very appreciative towards you for giving us, you know, the awareness when needed. And your your um, hotline is really amazing. Thank you. And it really helped me and lots of others. For example, so, the idea of parenting, like, need some tools. When someone is asking any question any parenting question, you just made us aware, like. That the age be- like, two nine. Yes. You need some tools before, and yes. then you know what the issue is and how to deal it.
0: Beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much. And so- lots of others. Yes, thank you. I'd like you to read you, actually, a text that we got at, at uh, about two minutes ago. Hi from England. I would have never known how my life could have changed so dramatically in such a short time from when I discovered your hotline, that is. Thank you. The proof is that in this text, now I know what questions to ask. Here it goes. with the fact that my mother, who was all emotionally person, in fact... Well, okay, fine, let's not go there. But the point is, yes, that people's lives are changing. And I want you to know without telling me, I wouldn't know that. So when I receive messages, it gives me a tremendous chizik. It really does. Yeah. I
1: really want to text it, but... I decided nothing is like being live. and Thank you.
0: you know, keep, I it. humbly accept it, and it means tremendous to me. Yeah,
1: thank, thank you. you so much. Keep
0: it up. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And I guess since people are calling in, for those of you who would like to thank, I would also ask for a bracha. I appreciate bracha. It's a tremendous level. their their has graced me to three weeks ago, as my wife tells me now. Spach <speaking> Hashem. <in> I was able to have my sixth child, my fifth daughter, Sarah Miriam. And if you call... I always take brachas. I appreciate it. And with de shma'ya, I'd love him for that, to be able to raise her and raise all my children well. To be
1: able to raise her and everyone and help many other people. Amen. I know especially you're such a busy person. Can I know you still you know, give away from your precious time to others? It's a real plus.
0: Thank you. I'll share with you an interesting thing. Yesterday, I told a client, for whatever reason, which I usually don't have calls at night, that they can call me. And my two older kids, since we Baruch Hashem were Zaycha to have the sixth kid, I want to make sure that each kid has their own little time. So I divide, I took the two oldest kids, I took them bowling. We know it's a day that no one is there in no a place, so it was a pleasure. And we had two games, and I was thinking, now I gotta leave the bowling alley because I want to be available for that client. And I saw my kids were having such a good time, I've done the third game. And then I told them, you know, guys, I had someone that was waiting, that was waiting for a call, and I spoke to them, and I was able to respond to that person, we'll call them 15 minutes later, or, tw- or whatever, it was like 45 minutes later after I agreed, but I felt so good for me that, B'Ach Hashem, we, I am helping a lot of people, and I'm out there, but if I can't balance it for my kids, for me, it's not worth it. And then I know I would have been on that phone call, and I would have been resentful, and the reason why I'm sharing it is because everyone that I know is helping someone and doing other stuff for other people and sometimes finding that balance is very difficult so last night i was proud of myself i gave myself that little pat on the back and to myself i was thinking Mordechai you made the right choice and Baruch Hashem with that client that was able to work out 15 minutes later did not make a difference or at least they didn't tell me that it made a difference or 15 minutes after I pushed off and all that so Baruch Hashem the balance right. to have we, that. We need
1: the balance and the boundaries where those families right. first and then you can help others as you said for the midnight Rabbi, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was really appropriate
0: to hear. Thank you very, thank very you so much. much. I, I appreciate and it. Future. Amen. Aravnissan, who else do we have? Yankee. We've got Yankee on the air with Mordechai.
2: Hello, hi. Hi, Mordechai. I want to ask you a question.
0: Yes, um, go right ahead, my friend.
2: Thank you. I get anxiety before I have to go travel on a bus. This means like an hour before. It is scheduled time. I can't eat, let's say, and such type things. I can't. I'm not a mensch. Understand the question?
0: Yes. Now let me ask you a question. How long do you have it?
2: How long? I think it's it's about two years. Because had once my brother's office, and I almost uh, didn't catch the bus by 15 minutes. I waited for a car service, and uh, I think from then it happened.
0: Now, um, how would you attach the two incidents? How would you attach missing almost missing the bus to having anxiety when you're on a bus for an hour? oh not, not, I get it now an hour before you when, need to when, catch a bus when, you're afraid when, of missing what? it i I got it now i um let me ask you, you're breathing it sounds like you're breathing like right into the phone. Can you like just take like a half an inch space excellent so your issue is that an hour before you need to catch a bus, you're always afraid you'll miss it right. Well, there's a famous joke, and the joke goes as follows: How do you make sure that you'll never forget your wife's anniversary? Uh, forget it once. Right. Well, along those lines, now many times that can happen. Um, if you if you miss a bus or if you have a huge trauma, then you're always afraid, even if it's not such a big case. Right. Right. Ooh. Let's try sometimes what people like that I do once in a while: a little live therapy. Curious. Can you go into that fear? And mm-hmm. what was the fear? What was the emotion that you were feeling when you were missed, when you missed that bus? Were you saying, I'm an idiot? Were you saying, no one can rely on me? Were you saying, it's going to cost me so much money? Were you nervous that the whole family was waiting for you? Or they always tell you, and now they decide they're going to teach you a lesson?
2: Was the it third that you... one. What? That, that I'll have to take a car service uh, without going with the bus. The money that I'll have to pay for it. I think that was would be
0: the thing yeah yes yeah. so go ahead for a second and feel the fear how much does it pain you needing to spend the money go into that feeling a second what does it mean? which means when you need to spend uh, the hundred dollars the two hundred dollars yeah. for missing the bus how do you feel? it
2: uh, takes away money
0: Yeah, takes away money is the logic what's the feeling? I'll give you i'll share with you an example there are some millionaires that feel poor and some poor people that feel like a millionaire what does that mean what's the easiness of spending money what's the easiness of losing money if someone takes every dollar so personal you know emotionally they are poor and therefore they take that dollar so personal Mm-hmm. Money has an emotional value. And the emotional value is many times why people are so controlling or so hard to get a dollar out of them. What's right. your feeling about money? Do you feel poor?
2: Not poor, but not, uh, not a, uh, oh,
0: Let's go ahead. Tune into the feeling. And you are, how are you feeling? Money. You're going to have to spend that hundred, that $200. How do you feel?
2: I feel very tight. I feel very Yes. I, that I need the money. I
0: yes, that's a, the it. word. I need the money. Now, in no. your family, what's attitude toward money?
2: Depends who. My father and my mother.
0: Good. Tell me both.
2: <laughs> I'm like my mother.
0: And what is that?
2: That it's uh, tied to the, mo- to the money.
0: Exactly. So let's recognize a second. Your trauma is not about missing buses. Uh-huh. The trauma is separating with money. Now, let me share with you a positive side to that. That means if the revenge line benches you with millions of dollars, if you don't clarify this emotion about money, you will always be tight and many family members will be suffering and will be disappointed at you going, this man is so poor that all he has is money. Uh Well, we want to now, let's try this tuning in. Can you feel the concept of money? See the money you're spending. What can give you the safety that there's a hashpah from the Rabbanishlein, this open sinar, this open pipe, where money just comes pouring in there whenever you need it? Okay. How would you feel now about missing the bus?
2: Nothing, because I have a car.
0: Exactly. Now, what would help you to realize that money is just a sign of how much we work and what the Rabbanishlein wants to give us? That's all. So
2: how can in a okay.
0: How no 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 no! I don't want to. I don't want to go to Mnubitach and I don't want to go there. I want to heal the uh, the emotional level that people have of money. Mm-hmm. How can you feel that there's a shefa coming in? How can you keep in yourself that money comes and money goes? Do you know the uh, famous absolutely. story with with uh, Yosef Michael Shabbos? Yes. You know that the guy the guy put the diamond in the hat, and then the fish ate it, and then Yosef got the got the fish. Do you know the Gemara starts off before that no one talks about, that this guy heard from however he heard from the astrologer that he's going to lose all his money to this yid. And because of that, he decided, what can I do that this yid should not get it? And therefore, he sold all his property, sold his house, sold everything, and put it into a diamond. Mm-hmm. And what I heard from several of the to Luminarites, I just heard it about a year and a half ago, said we need to realize that how the Rebbein does his actions many times, he makes us do it ourselves. So if something's is share to happen, we'll do it ourselves. How can we now learn to let go a little, the emotion of money that it's there? Of course you need to do a dialogue, Of course you need to balance it. You can't just throw it around. You can't just throw it. You can't just spend it. But if you right. hold on to it too tight, if it's share to lose it, it will be lost, even though the only difference is your whole life, you'll be so nervous about losing it. So what will happen if we do the derecha teva? That's all Hashem wants of us. The rest is up to Him now. However, your emotion, you can be so tight and be a millionaire and never feel at ease with money.
2: But
0: mm-hmm. it's inborn, right? Uh, 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 let's not go to inborn. It could be, but let's not do that right now. I'd like you to just close your eyes a second. And what can give your heart the peacefulness of money? And it could be a magical solution. could be that you're having the Rabinish Lamb telling you it's all okay. An emotional solution is the term that I use.
2: So I, I could take help for it.
0: Good. What type of help?
2: Ideas. What, what should I think? I don't know what uh, where to start. But
0: Close your eyes, and what would give you the idea? I want to take it to you. Can't think. Take a deep breath and feel. So you ask me, go ahead, ask me, what would give me this easiness hashpo with money? Mm-hmm. Ah, one of my old answers is I speak to David HaMelech and I see him with this gorgeous gold crown, but in a shepherd's clothing. David HaMelech is someone that, are, in my opinion at least, from learning the far, I'm at all times never forgot what it was to be humble. Mm-hmm. So if I could hop a shmuz or a message from David HaMelech telling me everything's from the He was king... He had to run away, king again, back and forth. Just do it. The, it never got to David Amalek. That's the message I would get for myself.
2: I feel that, like this is a, a Mishasai. It's like a Hashkofe. It's
0: okay, more, so, uh, so my solutions for me, when I would do my emotions, sometimes would be a Mr. and would be a would be some gemaras that would remind me of yeah, certain concepts. Now I want to take it to you. What could right. put you at ease with the concept of money? Thank you. Okay, then we're not there yet. But um, now, just tune in a second and think now about missing a bus an hour before. Do you still feel so tense?
2: Yes, because I don't want to miss it.
0: All right, my friend. So we got the concept, we got the idea, and with that, we are gonna go, my friend. Appreciate hey. it. You calling in, hatslacha and Seattle d'shmaya. My pleasure.
3: Bye. We go to Levi.
0: You know, just we go to Levi. Uh, Harvnison, what would you say to this guy? You know, it's a,
3: it seems like uh, it's really a matter of, for me, it's a matter of, of ashkafa. It's yeah. really a matter of Ashkafa because we know that uh, we we can have the, all the money in the world and uh, we, don't, we don't have nothing. We yeah. don't have nothing. And a matter of, uh, as you said, uh, some people are billionaires and feel the poor and some people are, you know, poor, they feel rich. And to lose the bus, you know you said in the beginning, you know try to, to try to sometimes to do to miss the bus in, in, in a purpose and see what, what what is going on to be there. That's you know? exposure therapy. It's like, you know it's really something yeah. that's uh, very important to see, and besides this, really to believe that everything is coming in the, in the shared, and what is coming to us, I call it over. Everything is for good. So if you miss the bus, maybe the reason that you miss the bus is not a two hundred dollars ticket. Is maybe you will be have an accident in the car and in, in the bus, and you save your life on this. So this is not the money. It's the money that the kadosh baruch Hu doesn't want you to 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 be in this bus in this moment. And this look at the way of what I'm I'm looking on this way.
0: Yep. And I would just, before we go to Levy, I would just add on one thing. Just to recognize the concept of, when I say it sometimes, that anxiety is really secret controllers. Notice how what you're trying to control, your fear, is of letting go of the dollar or of the pound, wherever you're calling from. And that need to be able to let go is okay, is what we're talking about here. I wasn't really talking about Hashkafa. Harv Nissen was talking about Hashkafa. But I was discussing about the emotional level of recognize how you're controlling and you're afraid to separate with a dollar. So you've got a hashkaf on one level, you've got emotional letting go on the other. Levi, you're on the air with Mordechai and Nissen. Hi. Yes. I would like to thank you
4: for, like thank you for your show and for all the good you do for Kuala so Yes, and thank you, actually. Okay, first I would like to add on what you just said uh, about having money. I heard just last week, and Khan told me that he, uh, he doesn't have money. But he's such about Panusa that he's he's not he's nothing missing, he's not missing on the world except money. He has happiness. He has children. He has nachas. He has he's uh, he's uh, always a He's doing whatever he can. But money he doesn't have. But per, and and Pernutra doesn't mean money. Penutsa means everything else. Yeah. Okay, that's just to add
0: on. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Tremendous.
4: Okay, I would like to say um, there's a lot of people I hear on the show asking all the time for classes. Yes. I know there's somebody um, in Monroe, there's somebody, Mrs. Weiss. She's giving uh, lessons about three times a year. She starts a class for, for mothers. Okay. 20, 20 classes. I could give to uh, all, all the
0: listeners uh, the number of her secretary. Her, I'll tell you, name. I'd rather not to do that because I feel like people are going to start calling up and doing endorsements. So okay. I'm not looking for that, but I appreciate the concept, and there are people, that's why I purposely do not say names. I happen to know one or two that are good, but I don't want to mm-hmm. start giving endorsements because then it goes, this one yes, this one no, and then mm-hmm. it's going to start, I know this one is good, this one is not good, and then I get all those calls. yes. So I try okay. not to do that, and I don't also want others to call in. So you're a voice that has called in the past, and I know always clear, so I'm sure there are no hidden messages here. However, I don't right. want to start a pattern. So in the future, I'd recommend people like to share a concept of parenting classes, but not mm-hmm. if you want them to share maybe your number where people can contact you for that. That might be okay but I don't want to like publicly say names because it it just gets very controversial. The, the listener does not know what we get over here.
3: And mm-hmm. also we don't know the person and we have to check everything every uh single person that we are basically airtime, and maybe the person doesn't want I even mean, the the numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. I right, so just okay. I appreciate it. It's just unfortunately from painful experiences we've we've learned. No
4: problem. It's it's all we with my number, I'll probably give a text number, and I'll call back next week. I'll see about it. I would like to say something else. I would like to ask you a question. Go right ahead. Um, I remember a few months ago, maybe it was more than that, uh, there was a, uh, somebody asked you how, uh, when you ask information, how could you know if the family, when you're asking information for Shaducham, how could you know if that family is healthy or if the, on, on the person that you're asking the boy,
0: the girl, would you remember this question would you remember where it is um, I don't remember but let's come up with it together I think I can go back to the same source where I came up from the, where I came up with it the first time maybe the second time hopefully we'll have the Adeshmayer for the third time okay. so let's work it out together some of the ideas that I think I would be asking for my children for Shadokhem number one How are the parents all unbiased? I would just ask that. How do the parents get along? Is there respect? Mm -hmm. I would be asking also about the child. Let's say the one, if it's a boy or for a girl. How is she with friends? How is she with taking criticism? How does she, is she always the loudest one? Does she always have to have a comment? Or does he always have to have a comment? Are they able to, are they good in learning, let's say? I don't need the hundred, but like, what are roughly their marks? Do they do excellent? Do not, not marks as an 80, 90, in this one, but like, mm-hmm. do they do well in school? Don't they do well in school? How easygoing are they? How are they with making mistakes? Are they very creative? Are they very grounded? Or are they more emotional? It depends. For different natures, for different children, you're going to look for different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, another point you're going to want to find out is, do they talk a lot? Do they not talk a lot? I coached one of the people, one of my clients, I know people don't like when I talk about them, so I'm not talking about them, just talking about general coaching, sort of, that the boy was extremely quiet and told me the girl was very quiet, and they had quiet moments of like 20 minutes, it was great, excellent. (coughs) It's not about what I think is needed, it's what does the person need, and this person, I really want a quieter person like me. I don't want someone that's going to be pushing me, that's excellent. So you want to find out more what, what are the type of friends that this kid has? Like what they like, what they enjoy, what don't they like? I would also be asking a kid, what are people that trigger you? Oh, I don't want mm-hmm. someone that's going to be very quiet. I don't want someone that's going to be too loud. I don't want someone that's very opinionated. I don't want someone that's a pushover. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, some people say, I exactly want that. Okay,
4: makes sense. I, yeah. would, I would ask another question. How could you know
0: if, if, if the, one of your uh, listeners what? I think that matters about? Ah, very good. That's another thing, Sonny. You can ask, are they are they aware? Are they aware of are they do they have an emotional awareness? One of the things I would ask is let's say when look, there's a thing like in the Litvisher world that the girl does chesed. I would clarify what does it mean chesed? Does she go to hospitals? Does she volunteer? Does she do extra work? People will do chesed in different ways that they're good at. So they go, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, she does chesed. What chesed? The boy, he's a great boy. What's great about him? What does he do? Ask some details. Mm. Is he someone that only hangs around the rich boys, the poor boys? What type Mm. of friends? Do they need designer clothing today? It has to be asked in today's system. Do they not? How busy are they with themselves? How much are they? Mavata? an important question today. I would say from the top questions that I'd be asking are how flexible are they? Today's generation, I call it the spoil. Like I heard it from the rabbanim, the Khatpa me, the one cup, the plastic cup generation. We want it once and we throw it out. Mm-hmm. Are we? Is is this a person that is not flexible that needs everything their way? That I would say is a very big question. Are they willing to hear another side?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Makes sense. Yes. Yes. Very very informative. Excellent. Thank <laughs> you. Yes.
4: My question is how could you and um, I, I think when you ask most people information they wouldn't know how to answer this question. I'm sure
0: they would. I'm sure, Let yeah. me go ahead and ask you, what do you think about me? So be open. Do you think I am very giving? Extremely good. Now let's but, ask this but, way. But balanced. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask you, but do you think I'm giving do I take care of my family then? Also very good. Yeah. Now at the same time, if someone's an, if if uh, if I need to be tough on someone, can I do that? Yes, you could. Can I do it easily? Is it tough? No, it's easy, but you're very uh, you're watching what you're doing. Okay. So here, you see, just by getting information about someone. Now, would you call me the greatest balchessa that I'd give away more than I could? No. Exactly. So when people give in the literature world, is a resume where you get two, three people to ask. I tell them, call up those people, because when you ask these questions, they'll be honest. Of course, they'll mm-hmm. put the better light. Oh, Mordechai Weinberger is so nice, he's a Chesia, but would he give the shirt off his back? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. Unfortunately, I know the answer is yes many times, but uh, we're not going to go there. <laughs> right. We're not going right. to share all my chesrointes publicly. But when you ask the questions, you'll get a balance. When you ask three people and you get the same information for those people, you will get that. You'll you'll get an idea what's going on. You'll ask, are they very nice? Is the person very smart? Is the person not? You'll get it. They'll go, oh, he's very nice. He's not so smart, but he's very giving or he's very, very smart, but you can't talk to him at times. Or this person's in business every day at 6 a.m. like clockwork. They'll tell you that they'll think of it as a positive. Mm -hmm. This person's right. never late so you know they're very structured. Mhm. Right. All right, my friend. Okay, very clear. Thank you very very much. Very you're very welcome. I'd like to read a question just before we take it because it's not really that much the question that I like but we'll read it cuz they started the question. Then I'm going to go to their comment and then we're going to take back the question. Hi, Mr. Weinberger. Thank you for all the awareness that you give all of us. I personally know many people whose lives you have changed and are now on an upward slope. Question: Is it possible to heal, to heal a person of an extreme phobia only through EFT? And we'll discuss that in a second. And can it be that a person that has just an extreme that has just an extreme phobia has no other major emotional issues? Thank you. Eagerly anticipating your response, I think the answer is both for you, but friends are trying to convince me otherwise. Thanks tons. And now the next part, I just want... Rav Nissen's answering the phone. I want him to hear this because this is a special thank you to Nissen. So we'll just wait a second as he finishes taking the caller. Listen to this, Rav Nissen. This person has the question. Here's the thank you. Thank you, Nissen, in bold with uh, with exclamation marks, for bringing us such a wonderful thing as J. Root and Mr. Weimarger. We are honored and very excited about the time change and the privilege of hearing your input. I love hearing the advice of, in quotation, simple contractors. Thank you, Mr. Weimer, I, you can tell me from your experience, people that are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s with an old view on therapy, never ask advice, don't really have close relationships, when these people are suffering from emotional problems that are only getting worse and very much affecting others. From your experience, what are the chances that such people would change and realize that they can heal? I am not codependent. While I work on my emotions, I just want to know this, thanks. Okay, so let's just take the Aarish, 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 And the middle part, let me first thank you for what you say about Nissen. I agree. Simple contractors are amazing. In fact, the amount of time that uh, I humbly submit to the simple contractor over my professional experience is quite often, so beauty for that. EFT. EFT is a wonderful system called Emotional Freedom Technique, as in all systems. It needs to be watched. You need to know who you're going to. You need to know they have experience. Do they only have knowledge in EFT? One of the plus sides of EFT is that it's an alternative therapy, and I like the, a lot of the systems that they use. That they It's based on the Meridian 12 tapping point, which I happen to like a lot. The downside about EFT is that it's a simple course that you can learn in three days, which means you have no idea who the person is. You have no idea what type of emotional baggage the people have. And then they say, oh, I, got a, I have a certificate, which people assume as licensing. And then they start talking with this confidence. So I just spoke to a therapist that's about many, many years in the business and spoke to a a social worker that just graduated, and she was fighting with the principal 20 years of experiencing, in my professional opinion. And the supervisor said, what is your professional opinion? The total of three weeks that you graduated, you're already questioning a principal 20 years? Now that's already someone that made it through the social work system where you've got two, three supervisors supervising you, and they still had that attitude, which Baruch Hashem, they have that supervisor that's now putting them in their place. However, when someone has got systems that you can be certified in three days experience, that's some of my downsides to EFT. So I've taken training in EFT and I happen to like the system. Now to your question, can it help um, extreme phobias and no other major issues? Absolutely not. It's impossible in my professional opinion to have extreme phobias and no other emotional issues. I think that's impossible as well as can only EFT help? I find that I've just taken a two-day marriage uh, counseling course because I find that all the tools that I have can't even help all the people that I know. And I always take more tools that hopefully, Merit Hashem, another bit of screwdriver here and a wrench in another system can help me help a person. So in my opinion, absolutely not. Can one system ever help anything and to do it the other way around, even someone that the system does help needs tremendous siyata de And What happens if the rabbi Shleilam says, and here I'm just putting, because this is me, so I get some nice messages, please don't put in the rabbi Shleilam. I can't. If you, you want me, you're going to have to have the whole package of me. How many times I do everything, and it's a simple case, and the rabbi Shleilam does not send the siyata de shmaya, and it pains me, and I need to say, I'm sorry, I'm just not the right shleach. And those clients know when I had to do it, I had to stop at the third session or at the fifth session, and say, it's just not going, and sometimes even at the first session I could say, this is not where we're going. So to say one system that will help extreme stuff, oh, that's very, very not like me to do any of that stuff. Hi, Rav Nissen, who do we got next? Uh, We got uh, Yechiel. Yechiel, you're on with Mordechai and Nissen. Hello, how are
5: you with with Mordechai? I, I'm you a question. I, Let I, me ask I, I'm you one coming... question
0: just as we start. There's like an echo, like I'm on loudspeaker uh, or uh, okay, something I'm like fine. that. I don't
5: mind going outside. But I'm, uh, okay, fine. Now, the question is like this that I, first, coming off what you're saying about the Bernie Schramm. So, a disclaimer before the question, I realize everything is in the Bernie hands, and, and I'm just asking you uh, theoretically, from a social worker's perspective, how, how do people work in this situation? So, the question is like this that Let's say now, like now, when you graduate, when you leave, like second year, every summer, third year, you go to Israel. I'm not asking you that at all. I'm just question. Now, there's no basically there's no option for the boys to stay in America, right? Basically, and in general, so it's a trend to go to Israel. Correct. I just, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I have to bring in like the details because it's not really what's relevant right now. But when they go to... A lot of boys, they go, and there's really no purpose in going. Is whatever it is, they go to huge yeshivas, and they have no sheikhs to the and they're just going to the... Because everyone goes, so they go. So in seminaries, just my own swear, in seminaries, like some seminaries are are, are in America, and some are in Israel. And even the ones in America go on trips to Israel. Whatever it is, it's not... Not everyone has to go to Israel. So there's no trend. How do you break... So I know someone personally a personal leader, a yeshiva who wants to open a yeshiva just to give another option for the boys who don't need to go to Israel and they want to continue learning in America but how do you, how psychological like and our no one the they always used to say like, one man can change the world and you always to speak about that you can go against the trend right you can always yes. like so she changed the world and and uh, the school, uh, Sana said that she was that uh, changed Israel and everything so like how do Psychologically, how do you like? It's like someone's just a PR, you know, thing, and, and and it's not anything that anything big. Just it's just psychologically, you have to it's change people's nature. And a social worker has supposed to understand people and society. So that's my question.
0: So I've got a program on my phone line that the, it's in the number is seven one eight two nine eight two zero one one. But in section one is where I have hour-long programs, and one of them is called number 37, which is also downloadable on my website, winnerformula.com, and it's called Lead and They Will Follow. And it's one of the concepts of how to lead in a gentle way, but we also need to realize that the Rebbein Shalom does things in Hashem's timing. means we got to start. Rebbe Kiva had 24,000 Talmidim. I mean, one of the... Saddikim, you know, there's certain Saddikim that are always that are, like people attract to, like a Shmuel by everyone runs to. Yeah, so to mean, me, a I lot of Rebbe, Rebbe Kiva, Kiva, I can, I, I find a lot of association there, and I like, sometimes I just like learning the Sfar, I just like reading over the different Gemaras that I have about Rebbe Kiva, and one of the concepts yeah, know, is that Rebbe he Kiva built up. That he is a one person that has changed the world over and over. At 40 years old, the Gemara of Asbir Reb brings down that he didn't know Aleph Bez. He taught him and his son Aleph Bez. So he went to Rebbe. He made it to the greatest God and then he lost it all, and he started again with five Talmidim. The concept is just do. You want to start, you speak to that Rosh Hashiri, you go, how can I help you? All you need is five guys to start, or less. You don't aim to change the world all at once. You do one person, but there's an entire program on that. Okay, very then good. there's Thank also another, very pr- another program, number 22, let go, you won't accomplish anything anyhow. And the concept is not about letting go, it's actually about how to succeed. Along these lines, oh, I'd just like yes. to tell people that these shiurim are in English, but there's a beautiful organization called Velechtucho Baderach, and what they do is they sell Rabbanim shiurim, and they don't sell it, they're covering it, they're selling it at a loss, so they're in shul's, And um, they go for $2, $3. And they actually asked me to have my Sheerum, and they're selling over there. So you can get Sheerum, these in Yiddish for those that would like. You could also get it from their website. I wrote it down where, and I forgot where. I think it's Ishir. I'm sorry, it's a certain Sheerum or go into their place and just search like Mordechai, Mordechai Weinberger, and you can get them over there, you can download them, and they have those programs. Again, I don't make a penny off these programs, so don't, don't think I'm promoting myself in, that way, in any which way over here. But the concept is that I would like you to know, if there's one Rosh Yeshiva, there is, by the way, I'm thinking, I don't want to stop mentioning, but there are two Yeshivas that are geared and focusing now on boys that are not going to stroll. So the trend has started. If you don't know about them, just ask any at least in the Litvish boys. Ask any bachar and you're gonna find out they've got a very nice, sizable yeshiva. It is uh, possible okay. there are starting to be alternatives, and over the next 10 to 15 years, I can see it. I see I can see these yeshivas getting very big because there are bacharim that it's not meant for them, or it's not appropriate, or it's not the right time for whatever reasons that's going on in their lives. And not everyone can take up a year or a year and a half, or can afford to go to Eretz Right, afford it's money. It's a lot of money.
5: It's, it's more expensive.
0: Yes. Whatever. Whatever it is, it's okay. just not everything is meant for everyone. And Baruch Hashem, those yeshivas are starting to form. Thank you for your comment. Okay, I'll start but amen, amen. Amen. Amen, my friend. All right, Yathil. who do we have next? Rezi, you're on with Mordechai and listen.
1: Okay, hello. Yes. Um, I have a question. I'm a teacher. And Baruch Hashem, I think I'm quite successful.
0: Excellent. I I like when someone speaks that way. What? I like when a teacher, when someone speaks that way, I'm quite successful. Great.
1: Thank you. Um, But when it comes to preparation, I only think of preparing and I get terrible anxiety.
0: Yeah, welcome to the rest of the world.
1: (laughs) I'm so scared to prepare and I'm not interested in preparing and I love doing my housework, rather.
0: Yep. (laughs) Any ideas? certainly first go ahead close your eyes picture yourself preparing and what mm-hmm. do you think is happening what do you feel when you got to prepare i'm nervous what are you nervous about take the nerves go into that
1: um you're right i think i think the anxiety is just beforehand Good go into, into it what's the
0: nervousness saying listen to it i want to take it deeper I'll help you have to go. What's the nervousness saying? I gotta prepare.
1: I gotta prepare. Maybe it's too hard. Maybe I don't know how to. Maybe I don't have all the stuff.
0: All the self doubt. Self doubt. Hmm. Self doubt.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. That you, makes sense. Do you hear all the self doubt? That's a confidence mm-hmm. issue. So let's clarify. You don't have an anxiety preparing. Just. Just when you need to be a leader. There's all the doubts coming up when you're taking a lead role.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, when you get in the role and you don't have the opportunity to think, so when you're teaching, you can't listen to your thoughts, how do you feel then?
1: Perfectly okay. I love it in the classroom.
0: Exactly. So now I'd like you to recognize your nature that the Rabbani has given you is to lead. Haraya is when you're in the position, you're doing it amazing. Now, what has happened is, now here's where we're going to go, and people always go, why do you go there? But let me ask you, which one of your parents were very negative and always criticizing whenever you did something? It was nice, but, and then give you a 10-minute speech how you should have done it better.
1: I know you do this. I always hear this question. Yes, I'm thinking of one of my parents.
0: That's right. And now notice, how many of your siblings have that same perfectionist, that same self-doubt thoughts that go through your head? Quite a few. Bingo. That's how we know if it's just you or if it's a learned behavior from the parents. Well, wow. Now, the simple way, since we're not here to blame parents, we're just here to acknowledge where it started from. And okay. now, B'Hashem, since you're an adult, the chiyuv is on you to learn how to change that. So wow. before we're going to attack your parents, let's appreciate everything your parents did give you. Your parents did give you clothing. Your parents did give you love to the best of their abilities. And, and I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. I am far from an excellent parent. I really am. Oh, can be. But I, oh, please just speak to my kids, even speak to my wife sometimes. You'll hear all about it. But um, that's what makes me human. And I'm not saying it as a joke, like, oh, I'm really perfect and I'm just being humble. I'm being serious about it. Well, yeah. So I shared at the beginning how well I took my kids bowling, but because I ran home to the client, my son assumed that he was having, that I was going to take him for supper just to buy something quickly. And we went home and the kids ate the supper and then i spoke to the client and he didn't get the supper that he wanted and he was throwing a tantrum oh, wow. and uh, so that's part of being real
6: that's right
0: so what i'm sharing is i want to just clarify i really am far from the perfect father and i never tried to be i try to be the best that i can be but if we can what can now start helping you to now improve yourself that if you do have self-doubt in your head and you might have learned it from your from your family how mm-hmm. can you start breaking that thought about I need to be perfect or that I need to have everything done right or I need to really know what I'm teaching. No, you don't. You just have to peer, prepare a little or the best that you can, and the rest, the rabbi Shlom will take care of, and the rest, your nature will take care of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm asking, that's a question. So
1: what's the question again?
0: How can you listen to that self-doubt voice that says, oh, you're so bad, you'll never do a good program, uh, a, good, you'll, a good lesson, you will never be able to get all the information that well. What can you do to ease it?
1: Okay. Um, so it doesn't have to be perfect. Just sit down and try to read your notes or do that little that you think you could do.
0: Good. Now, that's logical and that's excellent. Now, what can we do to ease the emotion? So that's excellent. Now, I want to take a step deeper for the feelings. What can we do for the emotions? How can we give you an emotion that you're safe? Whatever you do is safe. You can come in not prepared and you'll do great. Oh, come on. That that can be. I know, huh? Wouldn't it be great? But isn't it funny how many times I you wish. do it? I wish. Have, have you ever done things without preparing and it just turns out great? Almost.
3: <laughs> yes, I asked the wrong person. Yeah, huh? That's, that's my life. That's mine too. <laughs>
0: that is mine too. Uh,
3: I, don't say, I, don't, I don't know what you say. It's not uh, we can make plans. Never happened, you know.
0: That's right. So it maybe...
1: turns out different. I know. It happens a few times. Good.
0: Now, what can put you at ease to let go? That you, can, you can know that you'll go into class every day this year with preparing maybe three minutes, and you know it will be amazing lessons. Let go of the anxiety. Let go of the fear. I'm not asking you to do it in reality. I'm asking you to emotionally let go. How many Mm -hmm. times have you walked into class barely prepared and it was an amazing lesson, an amazing lecture, and the class loved it? Yes. So know that that is your reality. Now, what can give you—close your eyes, feel your heart, go into that gut. What will give you that peacefulness? I can let go.
1: Imagining that I'm in the classroom. Yeah. And that it's really fine. It's an excellent lesson.
0: Good. So imagine you're in the classroom now and see how fine it is and it's easy without preparing much. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: I want you to do that now. It's not an yes. aha of thinking of the future. Do it right now. We will stay with you. Take that deep breath and just see. You're in the class and you barely prepared much, and it's going so well.
1: I don't feel that it's that well because I'm not so. Fluent in everything. (laughs) I saw myself in the classroom now. I wasn't fluent enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let me ask you. So you sound like already a seasoned, for many years, perfectionist.
1: I never knew I'm a perfectionist.
0: This is a perfectionist.
1: Almost everything by you is perfectionist.
0: Well, unfortunately, almost all the calls I'm getting are about perfection. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's not this way. It goes the other way around. Let me ask you, as a girl, when you're eight years old, how were you dealing with studying for a test? How nervous were you before the test? Ah, so am I the one telling you're a perfectionist? you tell me from a young age you had that is isn't my fault that you're calling up with a perfectionist question? <laughs> Alright, so homework was hard as a girl. How were taking tests? Murder. What about midterms and finals?
1: Anxiety. How
0: petrified were you before your mother or father would go to a PTA?
1: Oh, nah. I wasn't that petrified. Okay,
0: so the one thing I'm off by is the PTA. How about when the report card has to come?
1: Nah, I was, I was fine.
0: I can not believe that. Now you lost it. Now I don't <laughs> believe that. Impossible for you to be so scared of a test, midterms and finals, and be calm when you're getting a report card. One plus one must be two, cannot be three. Oh, so maybe I don't remember. Okay, I would go with that. But one plus one must equal two. You cannot be there. No, listen, tell me. Am I wrong? I think that uh, after she
3: prepared the test and she got under the test, she doesn't have to be afraid about the report card. That's another um, possibility. That's, that's possibility because... Uh, yes,
1: because I was nervous. And even if I knew I got, by a certain test, a low mark, whatever, I wasn't so nervous before the report, but I knew a bit of what my marks were.
0: All right. Uh, From uh, experience, anxiety up, you know? doesn't work with logic. That's the only mm-hmm. reason why I still will stick to mine, but it's okay. Uh, okay,
1: So whatever. we got it. I'm Put saying, no, I'm that.
0: not I'm not doubting you. I'm not saying that you're wrong. You just don't remember and from experience tells me otherwise. However, I've been wrong don't many times. I
1: have a good memory. That's also one. I funny.
0: happen not to think that. I happen to think you have an excellent memory. I think you're just not challenging me. So I really think your memory is that you didn't have an issue with report cards. Uh-huh. And, and I can be 95% correct. I usually go for 80%. So you could be for the 5% that I'm wrong. I, I'm comfortable not being right. But we definitely see that the perfectionists and that... That stress that comes with perfections you definitely had that. So uh-huh. it's just a little work on perfectionists. So I've got a couple of programs if you'd like to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let's go find them over here. Perfectionist stuff. Um, uh, beginnings, number 21. It's on my phone line, 718 or on the website. Okay, I have
1: or... the number, so it's 21.
0: Number 21, number 22, which is let go. You won't accomplish everything anyhow. Okay. If you ever do family trips, or in your case, I would say that you should do that with um, preparing for schools, which is number 26, why family vacations are so painful. And that's because we want to do everything and please everyone. Oh, wow. Um, number 28 is a big one. To every game, there is a loser. And how, hmm. then why should you want to participate? And I have that question. You know many times you've got people in the marathon, 50,000 people. And I always tell people, how do you think the number 50,000 feels or the number 47,000 feels? That means wow. 47,000 people ran the marathon or did the jog or the whatever it is, more than them. Do you know what a loser they must feel? And mm-hmm. do you know that's exactly the opposite? Those people go, wow, I'm number 47,000. I'm not going to give away the secret. There's a secret in that program how if we change our view, it changes. Do you not
1: think to- I'm going to be able to apply it to this? I'm going to. yes. Do like, feel already how to apply it? Yes,
0: yeah, so I'd like to just put on a Yiddish level two other Makarios that I use, and one of them is the famous Rabshimim Shimon Yechoi. Do you know oh. that the halacha is that if anyone is ever argues with Rabshimim Shimon Yechoi in the Gemara, we never pass him like Rabshim Ba I think there's only one time in the entire Gemara where you pass like him, whenever he argues. Oh, wow. Would we not call that Chasa I'm not going to use the words, but in our terminologies in 2014, what a loser? Bye bye. I don't want to use it about him, but we need to change our view of winning and success. Or, the, the women don't know, but in the Gemara, there's Abai and Rava throughout Shas. Mm-hmm. And the Gemara is, I, I usually forget which one, that we pasken like one of them. I think it's like we only pasken by Abai in seven cases by Bialikagam. There are seven cases that stands for Bayzi Ayin Lama, those are the cases what they are. Could you imagine, mm-hmm. they, they disagree several thousand times in Shas, and we only mm-hmm. paskin like one of them, like a bias, seven times. Would we not call that person a loser in today's terms? Chas asking, Mechila, Gomer. But that's wow. not because the point is it's the other way around. Our terminology of winning and losing is so screwed up and so anti tyra that we are mm-hmm. causing depressions. We're making these therapists to make huge money for no reason. We got to start changing our perspective. And listen, what do you say to this? You
3: know, just uh, i don't have to nothing to add this is really the this point that we we have to understand we cannot be all the time on the top and we by building the foundation of the house sometimes you have the first stone all the way down six ten foot under the ground and this you this is basically the basic start and from here you grow up and uh, i don't see uh, you to be a loser or winner it's starting all the time from the bottom Peace and going up. I don't see any, any reason why not to be loser.
0: Yep. Thank you Rezi for calling in.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate I,
0: everything. I appreciate Great. Hatslacha. And who do we have next? Okay. We have Chumi. He got permission from his parents. Okay. Chumi, you're on the air with Mordechai and Nissen. Hello? Hello? Are you still on? We'd love to hear from you. I love getting kids. Hello, hello.
3: Okay. We'll leave him alone all right. and we'll go to Hani.
0: Khani, you're on with Mordechai. Not me. What? Not me. Hello, hello? Is this Hummy? With- hello, Khani?
6: Yes. No. No.
7: Right.
0: Hello you guys, you're you're on live with Mordechai. Hello.
1: Yes. Um. There's a girl in my class that she she walks around and she embarrasses the girl. It sounds like she's jealous from them, and and she like embarrasses the girl when they have something cuter than she has it, and and she just like she says like not nice things to them, and like it's
6: not nice because she doesn't have it.
0: Yes. You're so right. And what's your question? How
6: should
1: I react when she does something to me or my classmates?
0: Okay. So let's take your question and let's realize how important it is that you're calling in so young. And do you know why it's so important? Because this happens every step in our lives. Which means when you're going to get older, sometimes people say, when I'm going to be a tattoo and I'm going to be a mommy, no one's going to dare do it to me. And you know what the answer is? That is not true. People will do it to you. And there are times when people could try to make fun of me. Oh, you're the guy on the radio. You think, oh, therapists are crazy. Therapy is nothing. People do that many times. Harav do you ever have that in your life till today, currently?
3: Yeah, that's what I tell my, my kids also, all the time. You know, all the time, when it's coming with something, bother them. You know, you have to face it have to see, I have so many things that happen in my life. Every single moment, every single, if it's a client, if it's a, if it's a vendor, if it's somebody, and we have to face it.
0: Yeah. So now let me ask you. So if we understand that this girl that's doing that is because she's hurt, because she's jealous, what can we start doing to build you up? That people like her exist, they do it, and they will exist later on. But what we can do is we can teach you how to deal with it, that it wouldn't bother you, or you'll know how to maneuver around it or or stop it. Let me ask you, how do you feel when she says those things about you? Oh, you have that Hello Kitty, uh, knapsack? It's so babyish. Or you you got a hundred on the test? Oh, only babies get hundreds on the test. I'm
1: going to get embarrassed.
0: Yeah. Now, you have a choice. You can be embarrassed, or what can we do that you shouldn't be embarrassed?
6: That's
0: ignoring? That's ignoring. Could you tell me, Mordechai, you're such a baby, you have to be on the radio? Try that. <laughs> you're
1: such a baby on the radio.
0: Exactly. Now, how do you think I feel? Do I feel broken? a Someone told me I have to be on the radio. Or do I think they are very hurt? They're very hurt. Yeah. Now, do you think I'm crying right now and I'm afraid to go to places? No. No. Now, what would happen if, because I'm afraid, people are gonna tell me, "Oh, you have to, you're a therapist." Do you know when I started the field, there was a lot less men, and people go, "Oh, it's a woman's job to be a social worker. Why are you a social worker?" People made those comments. Not that it mattered, or actually, it didn't matter to me, but uh, it did affect me. But now I have a choice: should I stop being a therapist? No. No. Why not? Why should I? Why shouldn't I stop being a therapist?
6: doesn't have
0: to be, it's true. But right, but let's say it life. is true. I'll even tell you, I was always thinking, and I started studying to become a lawyer. So imagine a lawyer. People think it's like a hush of, it's like a man's job. And then I became a social worker. The people tell me, oh, my wife's a social worker. My mother's a social worker. My grandmother was a social worker. And they go, why? It's It's something that women are busy with. So you know what the answer is? The answer is I have to be comfortable with what I'm doing. What could get you comfortable with what you have is good? Even if everyone is going to tell you it's not right, you would feel comfortable that it's good. I
1: know that it's good, but I don't like when she says
6: it. it's not good. Of
0: course. So let me tell you that no one ever likes when people say that. But now you have a choice. When she'll say that, what can make you feel comfortable? Which means it'll be a little uncomfortable, but instead of going right into your heart, what can help it that she said it and... It moves on.
6: So a girl comes and says that what you just said is not true.
0: Good. So could you imagine now a second, every time the girl says, ah, you're so stupid, you're so smart, you, do, you think that girl's your friend, she hates you, your snack is the worst snack that you got. Could you imagine in your head a girl saying, it's not true, that girl's just jealous? Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to practice. Now I'm going to be that girl and I want you to imagine in your head that you have someone saying it's not true, okay? You have that snack? It's disgusting. I hate super snack. Now, what are you thinking in your head?
1: The different comes over. That, that, that is a very good
0: snack. Excellent. Now I'm going to try something else. You get hundreds on the test, you're the teacher's pet. Ah, No one likes teacher's pets. What were you just thinking in your head? That, that
1: teacher's pet is a good thing
0: to be. Good. Now, let's try one more. You get hundreds on your tests. You're such a nerd. And what did you imagine?
1: Hundreds on your tests is only for smart girls.
0: Excellent. Smart. Now, how did you feel after that? Good. Excellent. Very good. And if you'd like, you can practice this, because we heard your parents in the background, and your parents can practice with you. You could make a list of things that this girl tells you, And now you can practice with your parents. It's called role play, where your mother will practice it on you, and then you can practice it on your mother. And you'll see different ideas that might help you. Sounds good? Yeah. You are very brave, and I want you to know that it takes a lot of guts and confidence to call up onto the radio and to have your voice heard. And the confidence that you had shows me that you have the ability to deal with a girl that acts that way. You just need a little bit of tools that you just did. And people that have confidence to call up and do this, I want you to, like, program it in your brain. Or remember that you will, with Siata Deshemiah, have the confidence to stand up, speak publicly, and do many stuff that people are afraid of. So realize you naturally have the ability because you did it so comfortable. You did it so easy. Do you notice how easy you just did that? Yeah. And you know how many people are petrified to do that? Yeah. Okay, so I'm telling you, there are tens of thousands of people that are petrified, and you just did it so smooth. Recognize it as a strength, as how inner strong you are. All right? Thank you. You're very welcome. We go to Khanna, Khana. Um, let's just take this just before we go to you. Um, and someone's asking me I'm quite surprised you would inquire for a potential shit of how the girl did scholastically in school. The worst students turn out the best mothers and the most studious girls failed in their marriages. And I would say the answer is balance again. If you hear a girl is failing every single test in every single subject, I would want to know why. So balance. If you hear a girl was good in math or was good in cooking or was good with other stuff or she didn't get hundreds but she got she passed that's important that's okay that's successful to me but if you hear girls failing every single class i would want to it just raises a red flag to do research why and remember the system is made for people to pass and the teachers in today's generation are here to work with you so to me scholastic is an important level besides to tell you How many people would go around feeling broken if they're failing year after year after year, all the classes? I wonder how their emotional health is doing. So yes, they might make great mothers, they might even make great therapists, but they still will have to work on themselves and their inner pain that they've gone through. So I agree with your concept, and I appreciate the awareness that you're doing, but I still will stick to my guns a little that it's still an important question to have an idea.
3: I I would say something that... uh... Many times, I think that I know where it comes from. Yeah. Because uh, many times we have uh, the queen of the, uh, of the class. Yes. And she comes to the marriages like a, a solo. You know, I am the queen. So I am the, the best, supposed to be the best mother, the best wife. And, and it becomes power control between the husband and the wife. And this is the disaster. So I understand I could be, you know, yes. I remember myself graduating from the army, finished the army. And I, come, I, was, I was big shot in the army. I'm coming out, 21 years old, boy, and I have to start everything from, from zero. I have to start to build myself. And I know that I wrote it about the test on, on my university that the army basically promotes low morality of working because of this. Because I, wa- I was coming from a 21 years old boy to the real life. And suddenly I found myself on the, on a different level. I have to start from zero. So this is could yes, be raising a, a point yes. about the queen of the class, and she become a ma- now a, a wife, and then she has to start everything, and she has to, to match with the husband, that the husband also is a power game, you know? Yeah. That's, that's yes. I understand this point of view.
0: Yes. Very so. good. I agree with that. And to that point, I agree. I'd like to tell you, I just met one of my best friends when I was in high school, and he was telling me, do you know that like the top four boys in the class really did not make it to anything anywhere? And he was pointing to me and saying, and look at us three and mentioning two, three other names that have, you know, are helping people or doing certain concepts. And this guy happens to be a rub of a besmedish and says, who would have thought that anything would have ever turned out of us? He says, we are always the ones that, you know, more the underdog.
3: Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it was just interesting. So I'd like to agree with you on that. However, I still would like to say, I don't think I failed every single test. And in many places are far from that. So again, I appreciate the comment and the concept that you're bringing out. Thank you for that awareness. Who are we going to now? Have Chanagiti. Chanagiti, you're on there with Mordechai. Hi, Mazel Tov! Thank you
1: so much for your phone line. Really I appreciate
0: helped... that very much, and for the Mazel Tov. Your phone line really helped me
1: through my journey. Um, I grew up in a dysfunctional, um, unhealthy home. And I'm there right now, and I go through a lot of therapy and group therapy and regular
0: therapy. I appreciate you saying that. Each of them are so important. Great. I think
1: my group therapy actually is more important than my
0: regular therapy. I I agree with that. Group therapy at times is even more important than individual therapy. You can gain so much, see so much. You You can see your behaviors mirrored by someone else. You can get the chizuk from others. You can get more ideas from others. You also feel safer in a group therapy form many times. It's a very powerful system, group therapy. It's still not individual. And remember, I do individual. That's what I do all day. I do group therapy twice a month or something or or less than that. But, um, yes. Yeah, I actually just
1: graduated DVT. I was in there for the last and a half
4: years so i
0: have a lot to say congratulations very very good you realize you've just given away a lot by saying those three letters
6: dbt
0: (laughs) yes but anyhow let's go on again someone that's in the field will know what you're talking about know what i'm talking about but congratulations great yes for that dbt is definitely the groups i find even stronger than the individual work yes so i basically i'm
1: going to I am seeing that now as a mother, um, I've seen my son is asking me things like, you know, we were in a store and he saw uh, somebody who was doing something extreme with their kids and, you know, a mother was yelling at the kids. And I saw from his face that it was bothering him and it was hurting him. And um, after we left the store, I started talking to him in the car how I noticed that that was bothering you. You know how the lady was talking to the son, and he started repeating the whole story of what happened, and how what she sees thats the kid who's not a nice mommy and then he started bringing up a little bit what he sees with my family. My question is how do i I don't want to go into details with him and showing him unhealthy and healthy. you know he is so little young yeah. and how old
0: is your and, son again?
1: He is four he happens to be very aware. Four? yeah.
0: And four, he's aware of all of this, let's say, your family's dysfunctions?
1: Starting to notice how, like, you know, he comes where we're very warm and loving to him, and he sees in my house that, you know, my parents are not as loving and warm for the kids. They're a little more, you know, aggressive, and, and, and like, it hurts him. And he started expressing it to me. And I was just wondering, how do I, you know, I don't want to, like, I don't want to badmouth my parents, but...
0: So let's something. take a step back over here. Seems like the the work that you were doing it's interesting that you did more DBT skills group because the way you're sounding like is more that you are okay, let's not go there. I, I don't I feel I'm going to share too much of your personal information all that I heard and what you're saying. So let's let's just take a more neutral let me take a more neutral stance. Um sounds like the group work that you were doing was to clear up or support for a lot of the pain that you went through? It's also, I
1: happen to be very emotional, but I yes. think that my emotions, my emotions, I got to a much healthier place than it used
0: to be. Yes. However, it still sounds that you're still emotional because what's happening now is projecting. Four-year-old kids, as much as they're aware, the more you discuss, the more you see it, you're going to be projecting. Unfortunately, we're going to be creating it. Four-year-old kids, that's called projection, and that's something that in therapy we're very on. We really look at that so i will tell you continue the therapy and i'm just going to mention something and don't take it personal when i say it but doing two and a half years group work and individual work sometimes from experience a little bit of medication i'm not going to say which one i'm not saying the serious heavy ones can just balance the emotions means when you're in an environment grew up in a very hostile environment many times the brain just needs a short time talking about six months or up to a year just to ease the emotions how easy would it be for you how calm will you be if life could just be without feeling everything without needing to use all the cognitive tools that you've learned to calm the emotion how do you just feel if it's just peace Mm -hmm. i'm not pushing medication i just would like you to know that it can be part of the part of the skills or part of the tools to have in your toolbox because you might have been raised in a house where it was emotionally unstable and your brain needs a modeling of a healthy place I'm I'm just concerned a little bit, a lot of the projection that might be going on.
1: I think he on his own was telling
0: me that. I, I, I know that. I know that. I, I'm not going to go into the details because this is where the group therapy would help you. If you, bring, if you can bring up this story in group, because 4 year old that's again why I tell people I don't take questions under the age of eight and nine. Most of the time it's the projection and the lack of tools that the parents have. I mean, if a kid, if my kid would tell me, Tati, why is Bobby doing this or why is Adi doing that, I'd go, it's okay. They could just be having a day like that. Mm-hmm. Just simple. Like sometimes Tati can have bad days. You cried earlier, so oh, Bobby, and we move on. But when it's our pain, we can't do that. Okay. So, okay. yes, I would just say you're doing unbelievable, and I could imagine what you've learned and what you've mastered, and I know, and I know. I'm getting from a lot of therapists, I'm too quick with recommending medication. However, people would know the amount of messages that I get from my clients saying that it was needed, that was all that was needed, and they didn't need therapy. And then they, unfortunately, are angry at the therapist that did not recommend it, or at least just to try it short-term, just to see how your life changes. Now, again, I don't always recommend it, but if someone's gone for two and a half years of individual therapy and group therapy, and you sound still a little bit of pain... Again, I have no idea what's going on. I'm not even saying to recommend. I, I don't know anything about you. All I'm saying is it can also be part of the tools. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome, and right. I want to give you chizik and to keep on going, and that's the best way to do it. Like, just keep on growing. That is fantastic. Yosef. Yosef, you're on with Mordechai and Nissen. Yeah,
7: Okay, I have a couple questions in-
0: to ask. First of all... Let's try to keep it to two, or up to five minutes.
7: Finally, we could try. All right. Uh, well, one of them, I want them to know, is there a way of asking you a question in private at this
0: time? Not at this time right now. I <sighs> right here. That was okay. one. That was pretty quick. <laughs> uh, I was considering two besides that. Okay, go ahead.
7: One, um, well, how do I deal with the fact that my father was uh, learning and making a very nice plan four hours a day for the past 20-plus years that he's married, and at 45 years old he decided he needs to go Kule aid and he without my mother getting a stay job. He just dropped everything with, with, as far as I know, especially that I'm the oldest of 12, and he shares with me a lot in certain us about his business. He does not have any major savings, let's leave it like that. If he has small savings, I wouldn't know. And the fact that I'm used to living very. More than just playing, I'm not, not like a rich kid, but the, I'm staying very comfortable. And all of a sudden, the house goes down to, to no income as of now coming in. My mother's trying to find a job, but it's like it hurts me, it hits me very hard, and I don't know how to deal with it. It's been it, this happened two weeks ago. I was aware he told me about, he told me he's doing this before he even told my mother. He told me, he didn't tell my mother until after he did. And he, he told me about this like a month ahead of time. But, and ever since I've been worried, but now, in the last two weeks since he did it, I push it. I'm, I'm like, m- m- momish out of. I'm full of pain and I'm like... All right, so let's I let's take to...
0: your question. Let's take your question and let's simplify it and unfortunately give you the not easy answer. Your question is that you have a father and a mother that Bar Hashem have chosen a style of life. And the style of life is that your father will be able to sit and learn and your mother doesn't have a job and working four hours a day he was able to bring parnasa, and he was able to have which is a huge schuss. And about a month ago or two weeks ago, your father decided he's dropping the work, and he's sitting and learning all day without consulting your mother. He told you in advance, and your mom is in pain, because now there is no money, and two levels of pain. A, your mother, what she's going through. B, what the house is going through. And C, you yourself, you used to have, you enjoyed spending, not on a wealthy yeah, level. Yeah, but it's more than that, because I'm the oldest, and I, it's only me and one other
7: sibling who well, actually took advantage of the fact that we were comfortable. The rest was very simple. We moved to America itself, but he was always working in America overseas.
0: Okay, okay, and, hold on. So you and your siblings, so it's you and a sibling that has now a difficult time with this adjustment, correct? Yeah. So let's now take a step back, and let's recognize what's happening now. There are three components here. Number one, being the oldest kid, you now feel responsible... Recognize what is happening, that you feel responsible for the Parnosa of the family. It's your pressure.
7: No, I feel pressure about myself, and I feel pressure about how my mother's dealing with it. And now, how stop a second.
0: Hold on. Your pressure's how your mother's dealing with it. What's your concern about how your mother's dealing with it?
7: Because I don't... In my experience is that Baruch Hashem, my parents don't have marriage problems at all. But my experience is that when my father went into this mode, he went also into, uh, like, a mode where he's not around. So he comes home at night, he goes to sleep, wakes up early in the morning, he's gone. Shabbos is only time to talk to him, and he's not there to even consult with. So, and I, I feel like it's, my mother's not even the right, the right, the right, Meta- uh, I think it's mentality—the word—that one for to to be able to deal with it herself. So it,
0: let's it, hold it on. So this is what? I, you, hold on, hold on. What's, what's his name? You feel? Yosef. Well, Let, let's understand something, Yosef. The role that you are taking is—you are taking now the parental role. You are worried for your mother. I'm I'm 20 years old. And I'm not. I, and uh, I uh, I listen, experience hold- a lot with my parents. I know that's I what I want. I have a lot of experience with that. Yeah, so what I'd like you to realize is what it is called, your concern is called codependence. I have a program on my phone line, an entire hour program, and what that means is, our heart is so open, the Rabbani gave you a Rach, which means it is gentle, it is soft, you can experience things. However, if it's not balanced and you feel too much, or you feel for people that it's out of your power to help, but you're still feeling the responsible role You, Chas can start suffering from anxiety, fears. You can be overwhelmed. You won't be able to concentrate in your learning because you are worried about your mother. How will she deal with it? You're worried about your other siblings. You're worried about your other brother. It already took an effect. Yes, it already took an effect. So I have a program called Codependence, which is 718-298-2011. Hold on, hold on.
7: Can I take that on? Yes,
0: yes. Hold on. Um... 298. 298. 2011. One yeah. Then you'll press number one because that's my section of Shiram and they're all free. And it's program number nine. One and then three. And no, and uh, then one, nine.
7: One and, uh, one and then nine?
0: Yes, one and then nine. One.
7: On. One. One.
0: Now, there's one other point that I'd like you to recognize, in, and this is where I feel maybe speak to a Rebbe, speak to someone that you have, because it's... yeah,
7: that was my second point. My second point is, uh, I have a past, like, of being out of Yeshiva, I'm doing Yeshiva for for the past year and a half.
0: You're out and of yeshiva for the last year and a half?
7: No, I've been only in yeshiva for the past year and a half. Okay. For a long time, I was out of yeshiva. And my past is, in my, in my whole past, anytime I trusted people that I was talking to, say, they like social rebellion, that was like, like guys, that, people that helped the guys on the street, or anybody involved with me. I trusted them. Anytime I tried trusting people, I have experience where they're not people. They they take it and they take it's their responsibility to go against my will and and share it with my parents. And it's very, very, very hard for me, like to trust people anymore. Yeah. And I don't really feel that there's people in the world that I could trust. I've a problem trusting people. Because it's not once and it wasn't twice. It was many, many
0: times. Well, part of what might have happened was that they were not correct by telling you that they'll keep your information private. Which means when I start with clients and I deal with teenagers, many times parents need to be involved, and I would tell them certain information will be discussed with your parents and will agree ahead of time what it is. I just want you to be aware, maybe they've gone through it all wrong, but if a kid is not in yeshiva... And they come to me as a client many times, or most of the time, I'll tell them this will now be a team effort. So maybe they did not have the professional experience how to deal with it, and I don't want to excuse them for going behind your back because that's not excusable. But they might not have had the experience how to do it. So what you're saying is you don't really have who to turn to, and that's a difficult situation to be in. But I'm
7: in the yeshiva where I'm in a brand new yeshiva that just came to. Not the same one as last year. And I don't, I'm not even close to any specific program in that aspect where I would really be able to share. Um, there's something else in my life that I'm trying to that look for. Yosef, let's to take it. a
0: step back. Yosef, I'll, yeah. since this is for awareness only and I'm not your therapist, I could say this gently. Go ahead. Try to open up to someone. Find someone you trust. Find a little person. Don't tell them your name call up they sometimes have these social workers on these free hotlines i think there's the get to label hotline that i saw a man i'm not sure which organization they always advertise open up they have therapists that will answer the phones for free and you can always ask for the same one over and over go anonymous but start opening up i could tell you licensed therapists are not allowed to speak to anyone without your permission especially since you're over the age of 18. But even younger than that, we still are not allowed to speak to the parents because then they'll break the whole therapeutic alliance and blah, 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 the whole thing that goes with it. So if you go to licensed people, they won't, and they'll licensed people that will take your insurance, any insurance that you got. So just because you had a negative experience, don't shut out the rest of the world. I can tell you from a licensing experience, no therapist is going to throw away their license, their Parnassa. I
7: I know a a licensed therapist. Yosef, you really can I also know licensed Shears. therapists that
0: do that, but I could no. tell you ninety no, percent will
7: shared, who she shares. She I, I yes, I will
0: agree that ten percent might make them say, I'm just shooting percentages, but most of them won't. Because that's their license. So you got a choice to stay with the pain or you can start taking a leap of faith. And my recommendation to you is take a leap of faith, my friend. Life is very painful and lonely. Mm-hmm. And how do I get these numbers? Um, I'll tell you. There's Jewish Board. You can call up either Relief and find out or just go to any organization. I don't know where you are, but they have Jewish Board, which is all over. They have in In Lakewood. They, um, in Lakewood, you have two wonderful organizations, Chemed and LCSC, where they have therapists. And there, I know those places will not speak to your parents under any one circumstances. Of, one of them
7: is the place that I tried. And did.
0: Impossible. I'm not Machabel. I know the. I know the directors, and I would recommend that you call up the director. Don't say which organization, please. Don't do that. I know the director of Hemed, and I also know the second to the top person in LCSC, and I know they are highly professional. I know they're supervised, and I know that would not happen unless some other way. So I would ask you then to go to that therapist supervisor and tell them about it because that is one of the biggest divers in therapy. So you're mentioning an organization, and I know they follow by the rules. And you should not lose the trust, because losing that trust, what happened was you they, you lost your potential to grow. I know both organizations, and they will not do that. I know both uh, organizations well. I know therapists uh, in both organizations well.
7: Is uh, there a way of, of trying, of, of, of how I can work on building my trust to try to share with like people who I know in my life?
0: That's definitely that, a start. However, your situation really needs professional help. Yes, I mean... Listen, listen what do you say? Do you think this is something a friend can help with Does It sound too? it needs I, a little professional. I don't professional. think so.
3: I just I want to also to ask Christian this question about the mother and the father. Did you ever ask your mom about her feeling about uh, uh, or what the situation with the father? It seems like you're assuming things that you never happened. You don't know what happened between you, uh, her, and, and your father. Thank you. I missed that, and actually. I think that it's very important because many times kids are taking the, the point of view from outside of the bedroom. And of outside the internal of, of the, the private parents. private room, which private means parents
0: room. sometimes discuss things in private. Exactly. And maybe your mother was M- thrilled that your father's going exactly. to sin a all day. It's not maybe.
7: Probably. She yeah. is. I know she so, is in so a way. What? But the, uh, on the other hand, she told me herself, after, afterwards, once my father revealed to her, I asked her how she feels about it. She told me she's very happy for him. But on the other hand, it took a ton of pressure for her. She tries to make it. As well as she cares to the kids, but since she knows that all along my father always shared with me this stuff, so she's open to me about it, and she she told me that she feels a huge, huge pressure. And if he, she, she even if my father offered to go back, she, she wouldn't take it because, simply because she knows the sky in the next room. That's right. So but then she, as a
0: couple made a decision. Yosef, this is more your internal issue. So I would really recommend for you to go back to those organizations, follow up. I would even recommend for you to go to that therapist and say, how can you speak without my written permission? It might have happened when you were 13, 14 years old where there there is a legal right where they did. I don't know the years when it happened, but now that you're above 20. It above... happened at
7: 18, exactly at 18 years old. It was one of them. I don't remember the guy's name. Don't say the name either way, please. I
0: would ask you not to say it because there's a lot of editing that we'll have to do then. Don't do that, but I would ask you to follow up with that therapist or with the director. Call up from the agency because it's one of the biggest Averis that there are in therapy because exactly what you said, you won't open up and the process won't go. And it definitely is needed over here. Help and for you to be able to let go. There's a lot what's needed. Thank you, Yosef. Appreciate the call in. Who are we uh, going to next? Uh, we're going to Chaya. Chaya, you're on the air with Mordecai and Hello? Yes.
1: Um, I want to ask you, do you think of any reason why a therapist wouldn't um, name a, give a name to a diagnosis or a treatment?
0: Yes, I do that sometimes, actually. <laughs> so I'll, we'll try not to take it personal. I'll share with you why. There okay. is a huge machloikus in the therapy world till today in the Geisha therapy world. What is the if there's a benefit to diagnosing? Which means, let's say you diagnose someone, the benefits are that the person understands what their issue is. They're able to do the tools how to get better. And there, there's a name. There's like one of the theories in therapy is to name the pain, and when mm-hmm. you can give it a uh, grounded issue. I know what it is. There's a certain peaceful. And the, one of the last points are that therapists between themselves now have a language. Imagine you have to present to me, or I speak to another therapist who would have to tell me 10 minutes of sy- symptoms. They could just tell it's an acute anxiety disorder based with a little paranoia, fear, whatever it should be. And in about 30 seconds, I understand the case. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the downside to diagnosing? You know what that is? So actually just today, I had it with a, with a client that I said, Your your issue is normal. Anyone going through what you went through would have anxiety, would have stress. I don't want to give you the diagnosis anxiety disorder, because then you're going to label yourself, and I'll stay with that label, and 30 years from now, you're going to say, I have anxiety, and that's why I'm stressed. No, there is stress. There is anxiety. Do not get stuck in the label. Uh Uh-huh. And
1: And how about if it's just the opposite? Like, um, if... if i went to therapy and I, every week um it just went by what so what did you experience this week without any names and every week i told her okay so i think it's this i think it's that and uh, it was like also when i started listening to your line and i kept on hearing names so i think it's that and every week i had another thing and at the end like now i stopped with her and at a certain point I like it it became clear to me, okay, so it was only anxiety. Why couldn't she tell me that it's only anxiety?
0: Yeah, so let let's do things a little bit differently. When I have when a client wants a diagnosis from me, I actually work with a client. So this The thing cli- is I hold never on, asked. Let's her. stop a second. But a therapist would but okay, then I'm not clear. If let's assume you have certain stressors and you're discussing it with a the therapist, explain to you what it means that the therapist didn't clarify what that is she just helped me how to cope with this specific
1: um situation
0: so that might be a crisis intervention modality that this person knows that different therapies there's the one of my talents that i need to practice on is remembering titles and names so i'm supervising two three students now and for their process recordings for different stuff i need to remember the name so i printed out a paper that I've got all the therapeutic modalities and the fancy names for those that need it because I need Uh to have that when I supervise. But maybe I should bring it here next time. But there are different (laughs) modalities, you know, there are the fancy words for saying just dealing with a here and now. There happens to be a system that I don't work in that much. Uh I, I do believe in giving that if there's right now, but the tools, however, I find more the inner work is important, or the balance. Let's put it that way, the balance of different stuff. So she might not want to give you the diagnosis because maybe you're, you she is concerned that you will get too nervous over the over the diagnosis.
8: Uh,
1: could be I don't know because I'm not going to anymore. What maybe made me think about it because uh, like at least ninety eight percent of the people going to therapy that call into your line know their diagnosis and know what what therapy they you know I and you constantly I you, hear you asking don't that you know try not know their this, diagnosis.
0: The, the issue, if you would notice, I almost never give a clarification of a diagnosis. You know how simple it is. There's you
1: don't, a- but people that come to you asking questions that are already going to therapy, most of them know. I, they I, I assume. don't know, that's what I realized. And they also know exactly
0: A, B, C, D, E, whatever kind of um, And do you um, know what goes through my therapy
1: head? they tried.
0: And do you know what goes through my head? I don't know, no. If you guys would really know what your real diagnosis is... <laughs> So I'm just telling you, when people assume, I work very hard on not. So as I just shared when I started the program, I gave a a concept. I was sharing some of the therapeutic modalities on my phone line. And I just shared a little bit of attachment disorder theory or attachment Mm -hmm. theory. And already people are already fitting in this diagnosis in their husbands and their wives (laughs) all over. And that's why I just gave a little touch that what they're sharing about their husbands that can't share emotions. There's another theory called psychodynamic theory, and that's more what they're discussing. Uh I purposely try not to share diagnosis because it creates havoc and panic. Now the number one diagnosis that I hear all over people write about is BPD, borderline personality disorder. And everyone's got a personality disorder right on left. And I actually have a program on BPD where I knock it down, Uh which means let's not assume what everyone is calling BPD is called BPD. And it could be anxiety disorder. It can be trauma that they've gone through. It can be, as the of Alvavis calls it, a nargon. I'm not going into the different stuff, but there are so many different stuff before we go to BPD. And before we diagnose BPD, you first need to rule out several other diagnoses. means if a person's got one of those other diagnoses, it's not you cannot diagnose BPD. Right, so- but BPD is a very strong diagnosis. Yes, exo- but people are throwing it around and, all and the time. But, I know, but people are throwing it around all the time. I'm married to BPD. My mother-in-law is BPD. Mm-hmm. My daughter is a BPD. My daughter in law is BPD. I mean, the diagnosis is being thrown around all over. My first question is Is this your diagnosis or is it professionally diagnosed? And even when I hear professionally diagnosed, I go and I just ask, How many years' experience does that therapist have? And sometimes they look at me, Why? What's the difference? And because it's sometimes, unfortunately, whatever, we're not going to go there. But even that means a lot to me. Uh All right. So let's put it this way it's very important. And you seem like a person that if you would be my client, I would tell you exactly the diagnosis. And I will clarify when we got out of the level, let's assume it was anxiety disorder, we would clarify, as of this session now, you're not anymore under the level of anxiety, and now you're under regular stress. Congratulations, we make a mazel and we clap, you've gotten out of that level. Uh But you're someone that needs to be grounded, you need to know where was I, where am I, and where will I be. And I've got a client that I do that with, we do every couple of sessions a little evaluation. I do that with almost none of my clients. But those that need it, and they're yeah, grounded. Yeah, I can imagine
1: I am. I, I, I am. Exactly. Such a type so of then you were getting. So it made a, me nervous flying around in right. space.
0: Exactly. And for you, I would have told you exactly what the diagnosis is. I would have explained it. And I would have explained to you as well how now to get caught up in that diagnosis. That in the future, that if it comes Pesach time, or if it comes that you got to make a simcha and you're overwhelmed, that's not called anxiety. That's not mm-hmm. called that. That is called normal overwhelmed situational circumstances. I
1: understand. Okay, so again, for so let's yes, yeah,
0: so we clarified why certain therapists wouldn't do it, why certain therapists will do it, and I believe that each situation needs to be balanced based on the person. Right. Got it. Yes. Thank you very much. Okay. With uh, okay. pleasure.
1: Thank
3: Bye. you. It's reminded it me the university. Yes. When when you study biology and you yeah. start about microbes, yeah. so I have this virus. Yeah. And the second time you learn about the virus, you know that this virus yes. and all, all the different stuff. symptoms.
0: Yes. yes.
3: Okay, so we'd we'll go to Zevi.
0: Zevi, you're on with Mordechai and Nissim. Hello.
9: Yep. We'll go to Shmuli.
0: We'll go to Shmuli. Shmuli, you're on there with Mordechai and Nissim.
9: Yes. Hi, Mordechai. Good evening. My name is Shmuley, and uh, I would like to say a positive this evening. I thank Hashem that you are the most wonderful people to be part of my life. I'm a friend of yours, anonymously. All I can say is that you are doing wonders to everybody to listen to you, and uh, I would like to say one positive for tonight that. People don't even realize, living in New York, how everyone has, uh, let's call it the BPD. <laughs> <laughs> you call somebody, you say, could you do me a favor, bring me this? What does the person answer? No problem. What does the answer, no problem mean? You say, my pleasure. Yes. But this is New York. No problem. Everything is a problem. Yes. Am I right?
0: I would like to thank you first for what you're saying. It touches me a lot, and it's a pleasure being a close personal friend. And the the voice is always a pleasure to hear. And yes, we've got so much to do, but I would tell you it's not just New York. It is taking over the world with a rush, the hustle, the bustle, and to pay attention to our positive thoughts. There is... um, what is his name? Funny, the name is now just slipping me, but Rebzalek Pliskin, he is very focused on positive words and states of mind that our words have a major effect, which means there are many therapists and people that focus on that. Rebzalek Pliskin has many books focused, and the words that we use and the thoughts that we have have an effect on us. Just to share an example that I tell people, think of your right pinky right now. Do you notice it hurting? Do you notice the sensation there? Your right pinky, not your left one. The right one. Okay what's going okay. on over there do you feel something are you noticing a little sensation a tingling something going on over there just the right pinky nowhere else okay do you notice anything yes sure just by putting our focus on something will create something that means if we focus positive on an area it will start creating that positive thought if we focus negative it will create negative now, if we do it enough times, our subconscious, it seeps into the subconscious, and the subconscious starts following those ways. And that's why the Torah, there's the famous Rashi, when it starts in Parshas Vayikra, and the, Torah, the, Pashas, the Torah says, uh, uh, Rashi says, the Torah will say, uh, but it says in one or two times, to teach us that our words are important. Exactly. So, exactly what you're saying, if we can start creating the awareness, instead of saying yes, instead of no problem, and focus on the positive words, I would like to help you. How was your day? Baruch Hashem, excellent, amazing. Oh, instead no, of thanks. focusing on the negative, like one thing was bad. I shared, a, I had a <laughs> session of theory that I have that will be in the book, and it's called, I call it the glass, the, the dark glass, or the storm in the glass. And that means imagine you have a table, 200 clean, spotless glasses and it's really 199, there's one black glass in the corner. And I ask you, look at this table. What would you say? All of us naturally would focus, it's beautiful, but you notice that black glass over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, do we realize out of 200 glasses, one is black? That's where our eyes are going to go to. Now, what happens if I tell you there are 50 black glasses on that table? Listen, what would you say? wouldn't we be kvetching there are 50 black glasses on that clear table on that table from 100 from 200 glasses instead of recognizing we've got 150 clear we're focusing on that 50 it will get us depressed
3: in ergon- ergonomic it's called focal point yes. you know this you put a red dot on a black board your focus will be on the black yeah and that's 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 what it will be and that's what uh, our mind is like. This, Akadosh Baruch creates us like this. Yes,
0: yeah. and our job is to start focusing, as you've called up and as you've said, for we to start using positives, good Baruch. Positive
9: only. Positive, positive only.
0: That's it, and it will have a ripple effect on us, on the people that we meet, but most importantly on our brain, on our mood. That positive word, noticing the 150 clean cups rather than the 50 negatives. I'm not saying there aren't 50. So, to me, I don't believe the glass is half full or half empty. I would say it's always three quarters full. We're just looking at the quarter empty.
3: <laughs> I I look at this is. the cu- even if the cup is empty, but we have a
9: cup.
0: Yes, very nice. Oh. Yes, yes.
9: Ramadachai, thank you for being part of my life and keep up your great work. Oh, Amen. I remiss I him. Please give Ramadachai a cup of water. He didn't have a break yet.
0: <laughs> very good. Thank <laughs> That's
9: you. That's why you use all me. the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take care and good night. Thank
0: you again. My pleasure. Good night. What would you say to this one? Someone sent a message. My son is seeing a therapist and was was aware about a lot of inappropriate behaviors and he never told me anything. Is it right what he did? He's already 18 years old. Here we go to the negative side to Yosef that you called 20 that they did tell your parents. Here we have a parent saying that the son is 18. And the therapist did not tell them. Listen, what do you say uh, to this? Uh,
3: you know what? I don't. I don't know uh, the legality stuff, really. So I'm I'm out. You you you. So I'll your share with you the it's, legalities, it's, and I'll still okay, work okay. it
0: out. The legalities yeah. are that if we say one word, and the person's over eighteen, we will lose our license. We can be sued, and we can even go to jail. That's legalities in the U.S. of A. All over. This is a. This is.
3: So it's no question why they didn't tell the parents this first or second. I think that the mother doesn't have to, you know, to go deep and search wh- what is all about her son. Maybe try to help him to go over what is uh, what he need.
0: Okay. Now, here is oh thank you. Here is what I do tell. Oh yeah, thank you. Here is what I do tell my clients, especially when I have teenagers that are 18 and above, or even the 15 year olds that I agree with the parents. I'm not going to tell them every detail. But I agree with what you said, and maybe part of it is because of my Nagiyas, because I'm a parent, and I know that if my kids were going through certain things, I feel it would be important for me to know about it, and if it's important for at least the therapist to be able to build a relationship that my kids can trust me and to work it out. So maybe that is my belief, or that's my bias, or that's maybe my concern, that the therapist will not tell me, that will happen to my family. What I do tell, thank you, what I do tell my the, the clients that I work on is, since parents will be with you till 120, if their kid is in the hospital, the parent will be the one with them at their bed, not me. And if something happens where there's a legality issue or doing something inappropriate and they need the parent's help and they need other stuff, the parents will be there for them. The therapist won't be. Unfortunately, we might be on a certain level, but not the level of parents. So what I do focus on, which is very important, is I ask the kid, I would like to tell your parents something. We need to have them know things are not going well. If we need to increase sessions to twice a week, I need to tell them there are some inappropriate behaviors happening. I will not go into detail, but just know that there are some bigger issues going on. I cannot tell you. Sometimes if the parent really wants to push, I said, then let's, let us me speak to your son or your daughter, and let's have a session, a joint session. And we might be able to keep the information a little bit private, but still to give some information. So I am a very big believer in getting the parents involved as well. However, and this is the big however, if the kid tells me or the adult tells me, I do not give you any permission, I do not want to work with my parents, what with the parents? What I do tell the parents when they call is, I'm sorry, but your son does not give me any permission at all and legally I cannot do that. Therefore, please have a conversation with your son or your daughter and discuss with them what should be the next step. And many times it works out when they're open, when they share with it, but however, we still need to acknowledge that we do have limitations as well. So that is the zets. Sometimes where therapists get banged up on both sides. so Nielsen, who are we going to take next? Ah, uh, the phone line is uh,
3: full right now, and you know I have some very interesting texts. But uh, we go to uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Zevi again? And uh, let's see. Hello, Zevi. Zevi, you're
0: on. Hello, I have a problem. In the morning, I wore a beanie.
6: I think I have a different rabbi. And after lunch, by that new rabbi, I'm tired of the whole day and I'm disturbing the
0: class. Yeah. And what's your question? <laughs> so what, what can I do to help? So what can you do to gain control over your behavior? Yeah. Excellent. How old are you? 12. I'm very impressed that you're able to be aware that in the morning you have more Zitsplicht, as I said in the initial, you have more concentration, you have more self-control, and in the afternoon you're tired, and therefore you have less control. So now let me ask you, Zav, you sound like a smart kid. What would you do if I tell you I have a 12-year-old son that in the morning he is more patient, and he has and he has gedult, he has the easiness to sit and to behave. In the afternoon he has less patience and he can't sit. What would you suggest? I don't know. Come on, I sound you sound like a smart guy to me. Give me a couple of guesses, a couple of shots. Not answer, I'm asking you to guess. Make an assumption.
1: Uh, I should
6: ask the Rebbe to make a chart with me.
0: Good, that the Rebbe should do a what with you, a chart? Yeah. Good, and what would happen if you make a chart?
6: Um, if I'm good, I'll like, time I get an award.
0: Excellent. Do you think that will work with you on the Uzevi? I don't
6: know if my Rebbe will
0: agree. All right, and how about could your parents do that with you? Tell you, we'll call the Rebbe every day for 30 seconds just to hear how was your behavior. If the Rebbe says it was very good, we'll do the chart with you. What are you thinking?
6: Yeah, it's good.
0: Good. Let's have another option. I want to teach you that when we have a problem, to come up with three ideas. That's one option. What's another option? What else can you think of that will give you the ability to remain focused, that to, to control your behavior?
6: Like well,
0: the Rebbe should teach me privately. Ah, so, so if you would have a little private time with the Rebbe, you think it would improve your behavior? Maybe. Excellent. That's a great second idea. Let's see if we could come up with one more idea, a third idea. What would help you that with that Rebbe... The afternoon, Rebbe, you'll be able to sit peaceful and behave. Hmm. You can do it. You can do it. Let's teach you this important you say to have three ideas, three solutions for any problem. Hmm. How about if you would rest a little bit beforehand how about if you put a little paper in front saying Xavier, remember stay calm sit how about if at night when you come home or in the morning before you go to yeshiva you can either do the treadmill if you have any little exercise thing or by lunch you're going to run out and and run spend some of your energy or do some push-ups or something like that how about if there's a way that you can release the extra energy that you got How about if your Rebbe, let's say, gives you a little position of authority that you have to go out and do something? How about if you know your parents will ask you every night, forget about the chart with the Rebbe, did you behave today? Did you sit calm? Just on top of you, without any reward system. Okay. You see all these ideas? Go ahead think of two of them and use two of them together. Let's see how you behave and let's see how it changes it. And I would appreciate if you could call us back next week because I think feedback will work unbelievable. So share with us, how did it work? Which ones did you use? And if it doesn't work after two, three days, change and use a different one. Remember, Zevi, you're a smart kid. From the way you asked the question, I see you got a lot of brains up there. So you just got to start using your brains. What can I do to help myself? All right. Okay, thank you. You're very, very welcome. And, oops, just to say, Zevi, also how proud you are, or how proud I am of you, the way you asked the question, how clear, the ideas that you came up, you're on air, you're live, so many people are listening, and you had that strength, that's amazing. Recognize the strength that you have, Merit Hashem, for the rest of your life. You might have a behavioral issue sometimes. But at the same time, you have the confidence, you have the ability to have a thought clear, uh, clear thought process. You're able to come up with ideas, you're able to come up with solutions on the spot, under pressure, that's very impressive. And that's all at the age of 12. All right. Thank, you're thank you. Say Your parents should continue having nachas from you. Arav Nissen, who's next? Moish. Moshe, what's up? Can I speak
6: Yiddish?
0: Ooh, go ahead. We'll try Yiddish and I'll translate. Yeah, can't read any Yiddish.
4: Okay.
0: You know, listen, we uh, didn't have anyone problem. call in Hebrew. We should have someone call in Hebrew. See, my broken Hebrew, and you can translate for me, listen. <laughs> I wonder if we can have that a little. Okay, yeah, what's the damn problem? Zarafahmo, when you get
6: kicked the of Zaigir, you give in 11.
0: So when let me just translate, when you look at the clock, and it's, I'm assuming it's a time that says, let's say digital, and when you see it says nine eleven nine one one, your brain makes an assumption, Ive, maybe you need to call emergency number. Doe ze dan zorg, die zorgst van de zees 911 als de misters riepen? de zorg van de zees de nummers 911? Hoe zorgst het? Hoe speelt het? Ik dacht dat
6: ze, mag maar me gewoon denken, de
0: nummer is een moe, wel ik Wie oudt het? 11
6: uur.
0: 11 uur. In wie lang zorgst het van de zorgst Letstens.
6: Let's go.
0: In wat zorgst je van de 911? So let's get it. His question is that he says, when he sees the 911, it's a trigger that maybe one day he'll have to call emergency 911. So I asked him, how long does he have this? Because to me, it sounds like this is going on for several years of different fears and concerns. And he says it's only lately. So let me ask you a minute and see what happens in the morning. Have you been in the morning and have you been in the morning and have you been in the morning? How are you? I'm in the morning. How? in in so you're. We All right. So he's 11 years old, and he has a fear for many years to be alone in his room. So let's try a little bit the system that I do, a little cheating, and Allahumma zinfi ala health. Was he the as The the he in the West, Kaimunish Daaf Marifa 9-1-1. You're safe completely. Kenzan Malochum. Kenzan, whatever you want. Kenzan, the rabbi nishlein, b'khwei debatsun. Kenzan, ilioi ya novi. Kenzan, those police, Soldiers. guns, whatever you want. But shit's toch. What's what to give him the ruikai? I'm okay. I'm safe. Excellent. So can you close your eyes? I'm not going to feel this on Tatus Midir Aliurin. And what he said is he had it for many years, and I just asked him to come up with a solution that would ease his emotions, that he would feel secure and safe. And he said that would be that if he has his parents with him. So I asked him then to remember, to imagine what it was like all the years he's in his room and he has his father with him, or wherever he goes, he has his father with him. does not have the Yeah. How do you feel? Excellent. can't of Excellent. Excellent. So I would really tell you if your parents are listening that there are some therapists that can help very easily. This is simple concerns. I don't want to diagnose it anxiety. No. And I don't want to diagnose it anything. This is a simple kid. You're a smart, excellent, intelligent kid that has a high mo- emotional intelligence. means you feel things, you see things, you feel for others. Your davening has got such a shamayim in it and it's beautiful. Let's not diagnose. But there are tools that can just help you to balance it. So I would like you to realize right now, if you can go to sleep every night, just a couple of minutes, feel at night and in the morning, feel your father is with you. Just the feeling, even though he's not. If you can call back, can next We can not the the can the is right there. That is very second. It's a feeling. It's feeling safe. Okay. Ah, Thank you for calling in. Who do we have next? We have Suri. Wow, we've got so many brave kids calling up. Amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Suri, you're on the air with Mordechai.
8: Hi. Okay. I have a very
0: weird one. Go ahead. Weird excites me, actually.
8: <laughs> um, There's a certain enjoyment, I would say. Maybe it's more like a need that I feel. I enjoy when people, like, ask me like what's bothering me it's a certain i can't explain the feeling that i feel like when i act in a certain way to cause people to act to ask me like what's bothering me what's wrong yes
0: that is called negative attention okay there's there's, i think a title of a book i'm not even gonna go for people to read i just love the title love me hate me but don't ignore me Um, I'm not recommending the book. I'm recommending the concept. Okay. So if you're not going to get positive attention, then and if you've gotten negative attention, then one of the steps that we need to do is to be able to focus on that, to focus on positive. Stop sharing negative problems. Start sharing positive stories. That's a behavioral therapist concept. So it would be a cognitive awareness saying that, hey, you got the awareness. I get attention through problems, through negativity, through making myself the Rahmanis. All Right. And now I want to start learning to be the adult. I want to stop being viewed and accepted and, and respected as an authority position. As someone that stands for positive. I do things. I build up. And it's not easy getting out of the victim status. It's not easy getting out of the child role. Let wow. me take an assumption. Were you from the youngest two kids? Or the youngest?
8: No, I'm the oldest from the second half of the family.
0: So, oh, you're the, you're the oldest of the second half?
8: Yeah, and I, I
0: am married. No, I know that, but we get stuck in roles. Were you still viewed as the youngest from the older set? Could be, yeah. Right, and what happens is the youngest kid is always the one that always gets help, and, oh, what's wrong? And then you get stuck, you get programmed into a role, and it's hard to get out of. Mm-hmm. And part of the behavioral therapists are, you're coming in today, you're not catching. I will give you a list of 10 questions every session, and you've got to give me the advice how to deal with it. And then it switches your roles from a makabul, a receiver, oh, I have problems, to a mashpia. So one of the things I would have you do is I would have you start volunteering in authority roles. Like what? Volunteering, going to call up a pekakalim. How can I volunteer and go to the hospital and give people chizuk? I hear I have a friend came to visit. to slip through the side so the camera doesn't see you and you can sit in that corner to a friend of mine. hmm. So stop positioning, changing your position, even though you're married, but as long as you stay in that child role I feel like it's, mom, it's like it's a it's a big problem. Like- oh, you bet it's a huge problem because you're being tucked. You're being in an authority position, you're a parent, you're married, and you're stuck as a kid. As a as a macabre, I have to have problems. I only get attention through problems right exactly now i don't want to call it a big problem because i'm a therapist and we deal with this all the time it's a issue it can be worked on so do you so do you think i need therapy i don't enjoy that question because that sounds like i'm always promoting therapy i think you need to discuss it with someone that has experience with this if you want to call it a therapist you want to call it a life coach you want to call it a rub you want to call it a rabbitson you want to call it an Askin. doesn't matter just start the process you want to call it your parents go ahead uh-huh. If you have an older sibling which does the tough love and gives you a little kick, here and there, so go ahead, connect to that one. It doesn't have to be. I don't like pushing therapists. I like pushing. You out a normal, regular issue, and start doing a little tough love. But
8: when, let's say, like I didn't, like I didn't play this play like for a while, and I feel I miss, I'm missing the attention. Of course,
0: you do. That's the addiction. Ah, I love being a Rahmanis. I feel so at home.
8: Oh, right. it's so
0: cozy. We're so used to that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And what we got to do is change that. And here's with a tough love of that. Whoever you're going to pick will be consistently talking to you. And that's part of what we do in therapy. Well, if you would go to therapy, we'd be discussing the need and not go in there. And now say, how can you fulfill it through a healthy way? How can you stop fulfilling that need through positive? Remember, your brain was just behaviorally programmed one way. It's easy, not easy, but it's behaviorally possible to change the other way. How many mm-hmm. seconds do we have left, Nissen? 30 seconds left. So we're going to finish with your question. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, it does. Excellent. Ah, well, someone else is texting me over here telling me the your diagnosis that they love is middle child syndrome. By the way, there's no diagnosis that way. So instead of youngest, they're saying it's middle child. Middle child is usually the ignored position. Usually they don't exist. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of them. But we're not going to go into that. So... We are going to thank our Nissen and everyone for calling in and all the texts that we got. Sorry that we couldn't take them all. As we said, we usually go ahead and we take first the callers. And, Merit Hashem, maybe next session we'll try to bounce it around.
3: And we have to apologize about the callers that still online. Oh, we yes. We cannot answer
0: them. I see that there are still, yes, four or five callers still online that we didn't get to. So, Merit Hashem, next week with Seyata Deshmaya, looking forward to speaking to you all.